0: our next guest, we believe, me and Bernard, and it's our show, so that's all that matters. He's the greatest politician in the history of New York, right there with Rudy Giuliani. Spent the better part of four decades on Long Island, but also did some things for this country, Homeland Security and others, that put him right at the very top of the list. The great Congressman Peter King, here for his Wednesday visit. We love Peter. Peter, good morning. How are you, pal? Good
1: morning, Say. Good morning, Bernie. Hey, Bernie, it's always great to hear you.
0: So keep, keep it going.
2: Thank you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to hear your voice as well, i got to tell you.
0: All right. So uh, now that we got those nice cities out of the way, you're both beautiful men. I love oh, you wait, both. Nobody
1: said we like no. your voice. It's no, so nobody likes my know. voice.
0: I understand. Tell no, no, no.
1: me up. up. there, you.
0: <laughs> so this, uh, this deranged person, Frank James, yesterday, who did this uh, attack at, at the Brooklyn subway station, who uh, hates white people, it looks like. What's funny is is that what he doesn't understand is that white people... Help create him because whether it's politicians or media people, all we have across our society today is white people uh, making excuses and and apologizing instead of telling the truth, which is we've come a long way. We're not a racist country anymore. They make the problem worse. So while Frank James is out there hating white people, what this moron doesn't understand is white people help create him, including one of your good friends, John Stewart.
1: Listen, I totally agree about these you know, white liberals, white progressives, uh, actually progressives of all, all all races have done more to create crime in this country, more to hurt the African-American community. You know, we go back to this a million times, but when uh, Rudy Giuliani became mayor, there were two million illegal guns in New York. By the time he left, the you know, demanded I don't know, but a million and a half. I mean, the fact is the guns are going to be there, and yet he was able to reduce crime, And the crime that we reduced was crime committed almost exclusively against African-Americans. Minorities are victims in 85, 90 percent of the cases. Giuliani reduced that, saved all those lives. And now all all that work that was done by Giuliani, Bloomberg, by Bratton, by Kelly, it's all been undermined by people like de Blasio, like the uh, liberals who have cut back on the uh, anti-crime units on the street. And also, even with you know, terrorism, now this word, this guy was on a, a terrorist. I don't know if that's true or not. But the fact is, the police had, the NYPD had the best counterterrorism, the, most, the best anti-terror unit in the country, better than the CIA, better than the FBI, better than all of them. They used come to New York to get instructions. They had the best anti-crime units. They were the ones taking the guns off the streets. So when Eric Adams is saying this is all because of guns, the guns have always been there. If you go back 10 years ago, there's probably as many illegal guns on the street then as there are now, but the murder rate was so much lower. The uh, criminals were afraid to use their guns. That's what it's all about. And also, let me just, you know, uh, before we get sidetracked too much, I thought yesterday at the uh, news conference that Keishan Sewell had and John Miller that Captain, uh, Governor Hoko was so out of line. She was made it like a Democratic campaign speech to use that opportunity to just go off on a rant that made no sense at no Connection to what was happening, and she, I said, absolutely nothing other than this must stop. This must end. Well, the fact is, it's her policies, and also the policy of a former lieutenant governor, Ryan Benjamin, who brought about much of this. He was the one who wanted to defund the cops. He was the one going after the cops in every piece of legislation. That's why we have the crime. That's why it's there. So, listen, I've known Kathy Hochul in Washington. I was able to work with her. But what she's done as governor, what she did yesterday. To me, at Keyshawn Sewell, right to the point, said what had to be said. Middle said what had to be said. And yet, and she gave this really just a rant that made no sense, was so inappropriate, so out of place. And that's why we have to have new leadership in the state. And uh, Mayor Adams has to knock off this constant talking about guns. Yeah, we should get every illegal gun off the street, but we're not going to do it. And the thing is, in the meantime, let the cops do their job. Let them go out and get the guys who have the guns. Otherwise, you're going to avoid incidents like we had yesterday, and like we have every day. And one other point before I forget it: if this story is accurate, it was in the paper the other day. And there was a terrible shooting up in the Bronx. One guy was killed; another uh, kid was uh, wounded. And the fact that the police asked one of the kids who was there, who was a victim, whether or not he was a gang member, and Eric Adams called up and apologized to the kid's mother. What that kid did, they have to. The, the cops have to ask those questions. You have to ask the uh, questions to make. Not uh, help people's feelings. They have to be asked because you had to know was there a gang influence here. That's the question. It has to be the mayor to call up and undercut the cops by apologizing to the kid's mother because the cop may have hurt her feelings. That's going to do more to undermine the cops than anything.
2: Unbelievable, Congressman Peter King on the Bernie and I'm, Sid I'm show. Sure
1: the day now, I got all my rants out.
2: Oh, that's good though. No, those are <laughs> those are great rants yeah. by the way. And yes, every time Kathy Hochul. Got behind a microphone yesterday. She embarrassed herself in the state. It was just, she is not a leader. She's just awful, and her decision making uh, with uh, uh, Benjamin, her lieutenant governor, uh, just highlights it, illustrates that. And another thing, Congressman Peter King, the this uh, you know this is just a tip of the spear that the cameras were not working at that subway station. I mean, it just points to. Uh, but going back to Eric Adams, a certain level of incompetence, of bungling, of bumbling. And the fact that this, uh, this suspect, this thug, this racist is still on the loose. This guy's no rocket scientist. He's, a, he's, he's, he's really a stupid person based on everything, uh, every indication. The fact that he's still out there and that crime is up under Eric Adams 45%. I mean, it just gives the impression to everybody that Adams is, isn't uh, all he was cracked up to be, that the media hyped him up to be to this point. Do you, do you agree or disagree on that?
1: I agree that he, he that he was the best of the Democrats available. I agree he said a lot of good things, but he's gotta he's gotta deliver. And like I said, he's he can't keep us undermining the cops. I mean, he brought back the uh, anti uh, uh, crime street unit. He went out of his way to say it's not going to be as bad as the ones in the past. It's not going to make those same right. mistakes. Well, those mistakes brought murder down by eighty to ninety percent. Those mistakes when Ray Kelly he was commissioner for twelve years during this supposedly horrible time of stop-and-frisk, at the end of those 12 years, Not just was climbed down to, uh, again, incredibly low levels. He had almost a 70% favorable rating among, among African Americans. So all this is like a rewriting of history that we lived during in this reign of terror, this racist uh, time. And uh, yet the fact is that's when African Americans, everyone, were safer than they've been in years, safer than any other city in the country. So Adams has knocked that stuff off. You have to stand with the cops and stop trying to rewrite write history. And uh, as, as far as the cameras, it's really interesting because the people now who are saying the uh, cameras are at work and we need more cops, they were the same ones who said, get the cops out of the subways. They were the same ones who say that uh, you know, the police were spying on people. The fact right. is, you can't have it both ways. And these people who are now yelling, hey, we want more cops, they were the ones who were defunding the cops. and keep the su- cops out of the subway. And the subways, i going into all the details. I mean, that was, I can tell you, when I was chairman of the Homeland Security Committee and I worked very closely with the NYPD, I, I think the, you know, the latest numbers I had seen is 1,000 e- entrances and exits in the New York City subway system. You have to have cameras. You have to have cops at those locations. I remember Ray Kelly was starting my, you know random checks of people coming on the subway. It's the only way you can do it. You have to have police there to do the job, and if the cops' hands are going to be tied like, again, with the counterterrorism units we had, they were in the communities. You know, they were in the uh, communities where there were large numbers of Muslims because that's where Muslim terrorists are going to come from. Just like if you're looking for black terrorists, you go to Harlem. If you're looking for Irish uh, gang leaders, you go to the west side of Manhattan with the Westies. I mean, that that was just common sense. And yet mm-hmm. all that was undone. Uh, 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 you had uh, civil liberties people in the courts trying to block it. You had the New York Times, all these phony liberal progressives stopping it. So now, unfortunately... It's good, innocent people who have to pay the price for this, really, criminal negligence.
0: I had to convince my son. It took 10 minutes. We take the ferry home a couple days a week, and uh, I picked him up at his school, Peter and Bernard, on the Upper West Side. He was terrified to take the subway because they told him in school what happened, and a lot of parents were picking up their kids early yesterday. And I had to stand outside and convince him for 10 to 15 minutes he'll be safe taking the subway with me. It was actually kind of sad, but... You know, one thing about uh, Rudy Giuliani, I know you listen to the show every day, Peter, and I know you listened earlier this hour when his son was on the show, and here we are, yeah. all three of us, being very critical of Kathy Hochul, and deservedly so. Clearly, this is not the job for her. She needs to lose. Have you made up your mind yet, whether it's a Lee Zeldin, a Rob Astorino? Andrew Giuliani was just very impressive about 40 minutes ago. Have you made up your mind yet? Yeah,
1: I, I've endorsed Lee Zeldin, but you'll never hear me say a very word about Andrew Giuliani or Rob Astorino. I mean, Andrew Giuliani, uh, if I were advising him politically, I probably would have said start out at a somewhat lower position. But he's, he's a talent. When he spoke at the state convention back in, I guess it was March now, late February, early March, he, he was the best speaker there by far. Now, he didn't get many votes because, again, you know, commitments were made to Lee. And then, of course, uh, Rob has strong support coming from places like Westchester. But as far as a raw talent, uh, I don't want to offend Rudy, but, Andrew uh, Andrew's really the star of that family. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to being a guy on stage, I mean, yeah, he was he, he was terrific. True. And uh, yeah, on your show today, he said all the right things. And the thing is, you know, not only is he saying it, he will carry it out if he's the governor. I'm supporting Lee. I think Lee will do an excellent job. But there's a, a really a rising talent in the Republican Party is Andrew Giuliani.
2: No doubt. Uh, Former Congressman Peter King on the Bernie and Sid Show. You mentioned, Congressman, that you were the chairman of the uh, Homeland Security Committee for many, many years. You did so, uh, that that job ably, uh, protected America. But I want to ask you about the FBI, and you would have some insight into this. uh, How far the FBI has fallen, becoming really a political arm of the Democrat Party. We saw that in the Trump-Russia collusion. Uh, But this guy, according to reports, is Frank James. Was on their radar, as I think you alluded to a little earlier. But the FBI, too busy out there framing uh, people for crimes, you know, like the, the Governor Whitmer kidnapping, the January 6th thing, you know, pandering to these, uh, sending 30 agents to investigate the NASCAR news hoax. Completely unnecessary. And so they let this guy slip through the cracks. I mean, I think this could have been prevented if we had a better FBI. What say you?
1: I would say two things. One is no doubt it became politicized under Comey, and I was fooled by Comey for a couple of years. Uh, but he—he he, he was terrible. He and Brennan and Clapper—they were so involved in that whole Russian hoax against uh, President Trump, it was a disgrace. People like McCabe at the top. Now you talk about uh, you know rank and file FBI agents are great. Almost all the assistant directors here in New York have been great. As you know, George uh, works at uh, Red Apple. He's—he he was a great uh, FBI. Uh, leader. But no, it's become politicized. And as far as the FBI uh, uh, terrorist, that's the thing in the past. The NYPD and the FBI would be working together, the Joint Terrorism Task Forces. Ray Kelly would have the cops out in the street. He would have undercover operatives. He would have informers. He would have, uh, again, people working for the NYPD and also assisting the FBI. And that's how you monitor, you would follow these people, you'd watch them, you know what they were doing, and you talk to their friends and their allies, their, you know, corrupt friends, and so the cops knew what was happening. All that has been scaled back so much that, yeah, I would say the FBI should have done more, but being on that list, it's also uh, up to, you know, local enforcement to be worked, and they can't do it. Their hands are tied, and uh, we have to go back to the days when the NYPD was allowed to do and encouraged to do what it uh, does best, that's to stop crime before it starts, to get the bad guys off the street and uh, just stop the talk about how it's not all guns. Listen, illegal guns, every gun should be every illegal gun should be confiscated, every guy using them should get a mandatory prison sentence. But the reality is that's not going to happen. No. The idea is you've got to get the cops out there to get to get the guys off the street who use the guns, that's what has to be done. Yep. And as far as as far as terror as, yeah it has to be much more Uh, We have to be much more aggressive and and don't be ashamed to be monitoring people that are on those those lists.
0: On a lighter note, in the last 30 seconds, Max Scherzer back on the mound for the Mets tonight. For the Mets tonight, how about that, Peter?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Mets pitching has been great. You know, the uh, the bullpen uh, uh, blew it on Saturday and Sunday, but overall, the pitching has been great. Uh, This guy, McGill, is uh, terrific. Scherzer, uh, he's he's a real pitcher. That's the best way to describe it. He he does everything. He's. He's got the fastball. He's got the stuff. He's got control. He has eyes that are two different colors. I don't know how he does that. But he's, uh, and the guy's great. He's probably the best player since uh, you know Sid Rosenberg was playing with the Housewives of New Jersey. Uh-huh.
2: Peter King will look for you tonight on Cats at Night on seventy-seven WABC at five o'clock. You're the best, Congressman <laughs> King. We love you. Thank you so much.
1: Okay,
0: Bernie. Thanks, Ed. All Bye right, now. Peter. Take care. The great uh, Peter King every Wednesday right here at seven forty with Bernie and Sid. That's-